It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Clouds today, showers possible. Warmer, though, highs at 67. We'll get those lows in the upper 40s tonight with a few stray showers. Mostly cloudy on Thursday. A 30% chance of rain showers. Still mild highs at 61. Lows at 42 Thursday night. And on Friday, expect showers likely. It will be cooler, too, with highs at 53 degrees. Currently 49 in Lynchburg, 46 in Bedford, 47 in Roanoke and Salem, 57 in Danville, 49 in Amherst and in Appomattox. And we have rain absolutely everywhere. Well, we've been uh, keeping up with former President uh, Trump. Uh, that seems to be a big topic here on the show. Some people are saying Trump needs to go away, but many of you think that Trump is, needs to run again. Uh, when it comes to 2024, uh, keeping up with all the latest on Trump, we have legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum with us uh, this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Um, so Trump is never too far away from the headlines, is he? No, never. There's so many lawsuits against him, and they're all proceeding at different paces. So you can almost at any moment expect to hear something about uh, a lawsuit, and there was there was one yesterday, a verdict against his organization, his business organization, just yesterday here in New York. So let's talk about that. This one was dealing with tax fraud, yeah? Yeah, but you know, Janet, this one was not against him. It was against the Trump organization. Mm -hmm. So you could say, as he would say, look, I, you know, I, I run a big organization and I have no idea how people get paid and I'm busy. Uh, and that's probably what he's been saying. And that's uh, probably was, true to some extent. It is probably true yeah. uh, to some extent. Uh, this was against the or Trump organization for tax fraud uh, and uh, falsifying business records for 15 years. His two top financial officers, the C, uh, CFO and the Comptroller, uh, were both being paid off the books. You know what that's called? Perks, right? Mm. People get paid perks sometimes. It's against the law. What does that mean? It means, well, that the uh, in this case, uh, these two gentlemen were receiving all kinds of special uh, financial rewards that they did not declare as income on their tax returns. And the Trump organization didn't uh, pay payroll taxes or Medicare taxes for those, for those payments. So, for instance, uh, apartments in New York City, uh, one of them, his um, children, grandchildren's tuition was being paid by the Trump organization. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, leased cars. And apparently this was a scheme. They're, they used the, the court used the word scheme to defraud the government uh, for 15 years. And the two, uh, the, the, the two people who uh, participated in this, they, didn't want, they, did, they did not mention the president. They said, we're just saying, yes, this is how we were paid. They cooperated with the government in return for a reduced sentence. So they just said, yeah, we, we completely, you know, we, and the fine for the Trump organization is $1.6 million, which is really, truly a drop in the bucket. Right. So in the scheme of things, this is not a huge case, Janet, $1.6 million, not against Trump, but against his organization for perks, which, you know, there are people in New York City who will say a lot of people at major corporations in New York City get perks. Sure. Not all of them get caught, right? Right. Uh, Trump's going to get caught because he, there's he's so Trump. much scrutiny. <laughs> and he's, there's just so much scrutiny on him. There are more serious cases that involve him personally, 
some that are even in the same court, in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, the New York Attorney General's Office. But those cases were not decided yesterday. I would say the, the least significant was the one that was decided yesterday, in part because it wasn't against him personally. Mm-hmm. The other ones actually are against him personally, and his children as well. That, those cases go to questions of whether they uh, committed, again, tax, bank, and insurance fraud by inflating the assets of the hotels, the golf courses, uh, and any of the other hospitality areas, uh, inflating the value of the assets in order to get more favorable loans. And that that's case probably not serious. uncommon either. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and what Donald Trump said about that, I'm too busy to mm. know. And when everyone sells a house, they always say it's worth more. <laughs> they say, well, everybody yeah. says, that I, I, my house is worth a lot more. Is my hotels are worth a lot more, and it, if the banks, the banks had the ability to do their own due diligence, right? It's the bank's job to go decide whether or not I, and I, I, I exaggerated. And guess what? It wasn't me. Some lower person on my uh, payroll is the one that spoke to the banks. I don't speak to the banks about the value of my golf courses, and so that's where those cases are. are Presently. And I think that a lot of us can relate to that. I mean, when, when we go to pay our taxes and then we get some crazy, you know, estimate on what our house is worth, how many of us have called and gone, whoa, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> excuse that's what, that's, me. That's, that's what he's saying. He's going, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is what happens in the real estate industry, mm-hmm. that everyone wants to say that their house or hotel, their or building yeah. is, is worth more. And the reason you want that because you do get more favorable treatment right. uh, for loans and insurance policies. And in fact, they would also say that he deflated the values when it came to his tax return. Yeah, like right? we all wanted to. Which, yeah. Like a lot of people do. That, that's, that's not the value of my house. For right, God's exactly. Sake. Oh, I would look, be I've a done rich, it. I've called. I would, be a, I would be a rich man if that was right. Exactly. So, so I think that these, you know, it's important that your listeners know, what are the nature of the cases? Mm-hmm. Yesterday's case is like, well, how damaging is that? Well, it was, wasn't really against him, right? It was against the organization. And I guess you could say, if you don't like Trump, well, you know, the guy is not an ethical businessman. He tells you he's a real genius when it comes to money, but he was paying his employees off the books. Right. So he was ethically challenged. So that, you know, that's the worst thing you could say. And by the way, I think everybody at this point realizes that the man's fortune really came, comes from The Apprentice. Right. You know, it really started with books and television and other stuff. Sure. And yes, he was able to expand the, the size of his real estate empire. But I, you know, when you think about $1.6 million as a penalty, this really wasn't a major case. It's only a major case if you really hate the president. Right. And you're saying, he's a cheat. He's a tax cheat. Uh-huh. You know, he's... And that's 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 how it's going to it's going to play, Janet. And you have to wonder: Are they better off financially just to go ahead and pay the fine because they save so much money on the other end? I mean, let's face it: a lot of that happens in businesses. It's, yeah. it's cheaper to go ahead and just, yo, sure, we'll pay the fine because you know we came out four million dollars ahead. Janet, his legal fees are going to be way beyond one point six million right. uh, on this case. I mean, yeah. by far. So, yeah. so you know, and he as again, he's saying. You know, I don't know what to say. The what the worst you got on me is perks. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Per, really perks. Well, I, I I paid I paid one of my people through a leased Mercedes. 
that's it. You you know you can't. He's going to say you came after me for Russian collusion, and you got mm. me on perks. Right. And in fact, he did say that. That is something that is very common in this in Manhattan. Well, but some people would liken that to taking down a mobster for tax evasion. Um, yeah. people who don't like him. So yeah, well, <laughs> well, or that, or the, in the old days with when they did go after Al Capone, right? That was the case they were could ease more easily make for sure. So we're we're really just trying to make it make the public know that you violate the law. Period. We don't even care what it is. Yeah. They just need to know you cheat. And that's really, I think, what's at the heart of this. How it'll affect voters, I don't know. Uh, but it's clearly intended, at least, to show a black mark mm-hmm. on the president's you know, business empire. Well, and the, the final thought on that, I guess, is uh, one thing it does show is that his longtime uh, organization finance chief did plead guilty to you know, hatching out this plan. So it, it does show... While he may not have been aware of everything, he is very aware of this uh, Alan Weiselberg. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, he is familiar with, with him, and I dare say familiar with how he does business, you know? Well, yes, but he, he is interesting because he was blaming his chief financial, Weiselberg. Uh, uh, he didn't, uh, but Weiselberg, to his credit, if you, you know, if you think the president engenders loyalty, did not testify against the president personally. Okay. Uh, the control, he said, look, this is a, was a corporate maneuver. It was my uh, choice. It, I own it, was, it. Yeah. Yeah, I own it. It was a corporate. This is how I was getting paid. But I am not, I'm not indicting, I'm not c- condemning the president as being the one who participated in this scheme. So right. when he said, I'm going to cooperate with the government and testify to what I did, what he did say is, and I'm not going to uh, testify against Donald Trump personally. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about his company, not him. So, and again, with the exception of Michael Cohen, one of his lawyers, it is interesting that for the most part, all of the people of the president's, quote, men, none of them have really testified against him That's personally. True. And it is interesting. He has engendered that level of loyalty. Well, and it's nice and refreshing to see somebody take responsibility for their own actions, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. good point. Thank you so much for joining us. You have such an amazing way of breaking down the legal aspects. It's legal analyst uh, Thane Rosenbaum with us this morning. Uh, Thank you for joining us on The Morning Jam. Anytime for you, Janet. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just love having him on. He's really good. Uh, Coming up, uh, we have got The Voice. Now, The Voice show is being accused of being racist, blatantly racist, branded racist by fans, and John Legend is not happy. We'll uh, we'll talk about it when we return. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Morning Jam.
If you're a fan of The Voice, uh, that is Omar Jose Cardona from Team Legend uh, singing My Heart Will Go On so well that Stefani said, I'm pretty sure he was lip syncing that one. (laughs) He did do a good job uh, with it. Uh, Stefani's husband and fellow coach Shelton agreed. He says, all across America, old men are getting up off their easy share and picking up their toupees. Legend said, Cardona can do anything. I feel like a coach. I just try to dream up what challenge I can issue, Omar, because Omar can do it. Uh, so there were quite a few people on on that night that, that many thought kind of raised the bar when it came to uh, The Voice. Now, The Voice voters are being branded racist by fans as the season 22 finalists are announced. Viewers of NBC's The Voice have accused some of the show's fans of racism after the result of the semifinal vote was revealed. The semifinals took place this week, the top eight taking the stage on Monday for uh, fighting for a spot for the grand finale. Coaches Gwen Stefani and Camilla Cavallo both only had one act left, while Blake Shelton and John Legend had three each ahead of the results show. Blake always does well. His team always does well. Uh, During Tuesday's episode, host Carson Daly revealed the results of the public vote, confirming that all three of Shelton's remaining acts, as well as Cabello's one remaining singer, had made it through to the finale. This meant that all of Legend's remaining acts, including Omar, were in the bottom four, along with Stefani's. Each act had one more chance to perform. Uh, Cruz giving a rendition of All By Myself. Carmen and Bastola singing Make You Feel My Love by Bob Dylan. Uh, Aaron opted for Made Away. And uh, Cardona covered You and I, Lady Gaga. It was then time for an instant save. And after the public votes had been counted, Cardona was revealed as the fifth and final singer. Many viewers were quick to point out that each act in the bottom four was a person of color, while the four who were saved were white. And they accused the Voices fans of being racist. (laughs) One fan posted, Every time I hold out hope that the people that vote on The Voice aren't racist, then you see four white faces advance and four of the most talented brown people standing there and nothing changes. Another posted, I really hope not, but it's hard not to think there is racist undertones in the voting that leads to all four of the bottom being people of color. Again, you know, here we go. It can't be because of the talent. It has to be because they're voting. And are you voting? That's my question. Are, are, are they really you counting the votes? Are, see, Trey's theory is they're not even counting the votes at all. <laughs> Like, I mean, think there, about this. There's been some think, weird Think about this. Being... The One of maybe the biggest country music star on the planet Earth right now is Morgan Wallen, and he didn't win. Well, but there's a lot of uh, cases like that. Casey Musgrave. Um, exactly. You know. So, <laughs> like, come on. I was trying to think of some others. How did a- Adam Lambert lose to Taylor Hicks? 
Albright, who has done nothing. The man who's the front man for Queen right now, which is one of the greatest bands of all time, obviously because of or, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson didn't win. And, who, and won an, who won an Oscar. Right. Exactly. And I think she may have won some Grammys, too. She did, but. too. I'm just, you know. <laughs> So, I don't watch those but shows. But here's the thing. People go on. Some people don't want to win these shows because they say it's a kiss of death because some of them don't do very well. Um, worked out for Carrie Underwood. It did work out for Carrie Underwood. It worked out great for Kelly um, Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson and, and some others. Um, Ironically, she was a coach, became a coach on The Voice. Like, isn't that funny? Like She won American Idol and then became a coach on The Voice. Well, I think The Voice, I like The Voice better because for the very reason... That you can't even see them. Yes, the blind they, their, auditions. Their voices get picked because you can't see them. But part of being a performer is like the whole package. If you sing great and, you know, you dress like a dump truck, then probably not going to do well. So there, there is more nuances to it. But, of course, if things don't go your way, you got to play the race card because, you know. That's that's what you do. I did think it was interesting that he did My Heart Will Go On. He did do a good job. You know, it is the 25th anniversary of the Titanic. The I may or may not have stood at the bow of the ship at the Titanic Museum and... and Undone it, that? I've, yeah. I mean, I know it was kind of lame because probably everybody does it, but it is pretty cool to be able to reenact it. Uh, just ahead of the 25th anniversary of the highest grossing film of all time, Kate Winslet and James Cameron talked about the legacy of uh, the movie, and they were reunited for a new film that they're doing, Avatar The Way of Water. That's going to debut the 16th of this month. And uh, while doing the press release, Winslet revealed that she will likely watch Titanic in honor of the anniversary, just like watching her own movies. Well, I might. I mean, I'm just not very good at watching myself on screen. It's just Titanic. I don't like watching myself in, in anything, she said in a Good Morning America interview. Um, I guess I'll probably watch it. You know, people are talking about the 25 years. For us, it's actually longer. I'm 47 now. And I was 21 when we were shooting the movie, so it was half a lifetime ago. Of course, she starred alongside uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, also super young then. It's amazing to have been part of something like this. She did receive an Oscar nomination for her portrayal of Rose. And Winslet's trajectory after that was not as easy as one might think. She has openly discussed her troubles with the industry, said she was scared of Hollywood, she said that she didn't feel like she looked or fit in there the way that she looked. Um, and she said she had to earn her place for sure. And James Cameron said he thought Kate came out of the Titanic a bit traumatized by the scale of the production and her responsibility within it. Um, she's a very large and in charge person on set. You'd swear she was the one that was producing the film, he said. I didn't make it through the Titanic all the way. It was too sad for me. I think I've done it once. And it was I just because my parents it. were watching it. When when the when the old folks got into bed and were just deciding that was going to be their fate when, you know, they were putting the children in the bed and playing the music. I couldn't do it. I just I had to and then I'm at the Titanic Museum and I realized there were dogs on the boat. Also very upsetting. Not ideal. Yeah, it was not ideal. 
and uh, and if you get a chance to go to the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge, I will say definitely go. It's, it's very special this year because they are doing the 25th anniversary. There's a lot of costumes from the movie, which is kind of cool to see. Um, and they also are doing a tribute to uh, the Jewish passengers that were on the ship and uh, particularly telling that story. So even if you've been before, uh, it's probably going to be kind of different to go in there and see. They also talk about all the work that was done to even go down and get the Titanic, um, how they went down. There's one man there uh, who tells part of the story. Uh, he went down in the little submarine and to see everything that was on uh, the bottom of the ocean there with the Titanic to be able to see some of the items that they pulled off the ship that they have on display there now is pretty incredible. And uh, I don't know. It's just a really interesting experience. 25th anniversary of the Titanic. And I probably still won't finish the movie because it's just too depressing. There's just some movies I can't. I'm a little bit like Phoebe off Friends. Where oh, or her mom never showed her the She never let her see the end of Old Yeller or any of that. I'm a little bit like that. Only I do that myself. I will stop watching a movie if an animal gets hurt. I think that's why I don't watch Yellowstone. I was going to say, so you just scene. never watched Bambi? No, I didn't like Bambi. His dad was a jerk. Get up, Bambi. No, I didn't. No, I didn't watch that. Although Disney, Disney kills off a lot. Lion King. Yeah, yeah, they they kill off a lot of their. The mom always ends up, you know, getting lost in the end coming up at 8 30 we're going to get our update on the ukraine uh there is a lot going on there of course ukraine and uh, president Zelensky named times a uh, man of the year and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit and uh and get just get the latest on that whole conflict with u.n correspondent pam falk that's all coming up here on the morning jam It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Clouds today, showers possible. Warmer, though, highs at 67. We'll get those lows in the upper 40s tonight with a few stray showers. Mostly cloudy on Thursday. A 30% chance of rain showers. Still mild highs at 61. Lows at 42 Thursday nights. And on Friday, expect showers likely. It will be cooler, too, with highs at 53 degrees. Currently 49 degrees in Appomattox, 49 in Amherst, in Salem and Roanoke, 58 in Danville, 47 in Bedford, 50 in Lynchburg, and there is rain absolutely everywhere. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Of course, it was just announced this morning that uh, Times Person of the Year is uh, Vladimir Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine. They are having some remarkable success right now. On the line, we have UN correspondent Pam Falk joining us. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Janet. Yes, this is uh, a a tribute to uh, the president of Ukraine who has really motivated the Ukrainian people to continue to fight when Almost half of the country, if not more, have no electricity, which means no water, no food, and certainly no heat as winter is coming. 
just amazing tenacity and and resourcefulness. Uh, they they are an amazing people. Yeah, it really is. And yesterday, um, the UN Security Council had a meeting on Ukraine, and um, it was on the humanitarian situation. And with 17,000 civilians killed, 14 million people are out of their homes, and um, so many attacks against civilians, against hospitals, against a maternity ward right. in which a two-day-old baby, you and I talked about this, yes. were killed. And now evidence is coming out about Busha massacres and others where occupation has uh, been pulled, where the Russians have pulled out after occupation, and with torture signs. Uh, so um, certainly the world is starting to see what's happening as as Russia pulls out. But but Ukraine is having some some success on on the battlefield. Not only that, Janet, on Monday and Tuesday um, uh, there were attacks against Russian. Uh, military facilities yes. deep inside Russia. Yeah, 300 miles from the border on Monday and about 50 miles from the border on Tuesday. And that knocked out um, some of their nuclear um, uh, equipment, uh, their new um, nuclear uh, fighters. So we had a third Russian airfield go up in flames after a drone st- strike. And then the one that you were just talking about, that's just hours away from Moscow, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Engels base, which is the one that was hit on Monday, has nuclear-capable strategic bombers um, that have been in, involved in strikes on Ukraine. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, they're, they're going deep, deep inside Russia. And wow. you're right. Uh, this, is, um, this is sending a message back. Now, of course, the response was to hit more civilians. Um, and nonetheless, it doesn't change the scenario where Europe is is trying to make sure that they keep um, the money coming at a time when they're having their own energy problems sure. because of because of the cutoff of both natural gas and, and oil. They're not only having uh, success in in their strikes in Russia, but they're also having pretty incredible success. Uh, uh, being on the offense as well, shooting down Russian drones and missiles. Yes, yes. I mean, they're asking for more because drone warfare seems to be the new thing in in Ukraine and around the world. And so um, these drones come in and boom, an apartment house is gone or a hospital is gone. And um, it it just breaks your heart, Janet. You see, they were showing uh, pictures of one year ago in some of the beautiful cities of Ukraine, decked out for Christmas and the holidays. And, um, uh, you know, Ukraine has, I mean, it has a Jewish president, so it also celebrates, um, it has always celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas. and, um, And just the cities were just so up and beautiful and so many of the really old churches are gone so it it just you know it's it's an amazing thing and also to see they've put the 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 kiev christmas tree the capital um in the fallout shelter in the subway um because so many people are having to go there but um look there's a general sense here at the un and around the world that um that this is a time when 
uh, I, isolating Russia is finally starting to hit. I mean, the, the European Union put price caps, which some people felt was not strong enough, but it deprives Russia of some of the net of the of the revenue that they need, and they're being kicked off all these international organizations where they get to say that you know they're in a defensive posture, which is fairly ludicrous. But it, it, it's, um, it's very ludicrous, and then for them yeah. to even make even to dare to make comments about how oh they hit civilians are you kidding me i mean it's just crazy and of course um the united nations human rights chief concluded his visit as well didn't he which is why we're finding out about so much of this yes we're finding out about it because of that and because um the the we got an update from the um not only the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights at the UN, and he's the one who came back and said um, more than 18,000 civilians have been killed, mm-hmm. but that's probably really low. Right. Uh, they just don't know because there are mass graves. And in addition to that, Martin Griffiths, the relief coordinator, just yesterday called it a senseless war, the, uh, the impact colossal, and a catastrophe in terms of human rights because look if you can't get heat and you can't get hot water and you Mm -hmm. can't get electricity what's going on in the hospitals to even deal with people who are injured and certainly not any kind of of virus or disease so the whole the whole country is just i mean the un chief called it a um a weaponization of winter so it's it's terrible well, but look, there's there are. I'm sorry, no, there are some talks about um, about starting talks, uh, but Russia doesn't seem interested. I mean, they seem to want to go back to a 2014 position, or you know that this is what they took, and they're going to keep it. And it's too late for that, as far as Ukraine is concerned. Well, and perhaps as far as the world is concerned, um, right. one thing that we know for sure is that. Uh, when it comes to war, nobody really wins, do they? Yeah, exactly. And this one is much more of a, uh, I mean, people are starting to, at least in the international legal community, starting to see it as genocide. Right. In other words, they've said these aren't, re- I mean, Ukraine is not really a country, and now they're just wiping out civilians. So um, it may be even worse than a war in some in, in some, some ways. fundamental say ways because it's also hitting civilians well i mean as ironic as it is there are laws of war and that is right. if you hit soldiers right. yeah exactly it seems like war 101 but again right. people think that i don't know if putin has lost it just mentally or if he is some people think he's so sick he feels like he has nothing to lose this is his last hurrah um i i I don't know it's it's yeah it just seems to be getting worse and worse and that's at a time when um when some of the diplomats the foreign minister who knows the united states very well sergey lavrov um was just saying look uh, russia would talk peace but then when you get down to it their peace doesn't mean, I mean, they, they are asking for, you know, and, and even the very, French president got in a little bit of hot water saying that we have to give security guarantees to Russia. Well, I mean, no one, uh, you know, and, and all the all the 
social media are saying, did anyone give security guarantees to Hitler? I mean, you know, this, exactly. is, a, this is a brutal war. So um, it, the issue is not security guarantees. The issue is get out. And that's what the Finland, this, you know, um, Santa Marina, this, the dancing Finnish prime minister, you know, right, very, yeah. you know, very gutsy uh, prime minister. They stopped her at a, a doorstop and she said, oh, I have a solution for peace. Leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. um, you know, she's pretty direct. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, Finland, uh, but for a little bit of, of, of um, tugging from Turkey uh, for concessions on this or that, um, Finland and Sweden are about to join NATO. So Putin got precisely the opposite of what he wanted, which was less NATO. Well, he he is not going to go quietly into that dark night. He he just won't. Uh, and and I think anybody who has read anything or studied Putin much um, will realize that he's not going to bow right. out gracefully for sure. You and correspondent Pam Falk, thanks so much for joining us on uh, the Morning Jam this morning. Always yeah, appreciate Janet, you. Yeah, sorry, I don't have more. My kids call me the voice of gloom sometimes. Oh, but. <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to have a better end to this story. I, the- I hope so, too. And I think, uh, actually, it's it's not seeming like it's going to be a multi-year war. I think things are heating up so much that something's going to have to break. Well, I hope so. I hope we'll have better yeah. news next time we talk. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Thanks, Janet. Uh-huh. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, and they're working hard to keep their prices low to keep your food bill in check. Is there something specific that you would like to have uh, cut for you for your holiday gatherings? Just reach out to FNL Market, and they will take care of you. You can also text FL Market to 833-605-1804 and become a member of their VIP Savings Club and you'll save even more on your food bills. This week we've been sharing some recipes that you can take to gatherings or uh, make for your own family this holiday season. Yesterday we did an appetizer. Today we're doing a little something you can add to your Christmas cookie tray. Just keep it away from the children. Uh, It's Kentucky Bourbon Balls. They are easy to make. They're spiced with some delicious bourbon you are welcome bear and uh i think you'll enjoy them you're going to start (coughs) with two and a half cups of finely crushed vanilla wafers that's going to be about four cups of whole wafers and then put them in your cuisinart and just grind them down set those aside then in a bowl you're going to mix together a third of a cup plus two tablespoons of kentucky bourbon along with a cup of confectioner sugar just a couple of tablespoons of light corn syrup and you're just going to mix all that together. After that, you're going to fold in your two and a half cups of finely crushed vanilla wafers, along with one and a half cups of finely chopped pecans. Mix all that together, and then you're going to put it into your refrigerator 
for about 30 minutes. It's going to take at least 30 minutes to get those to where you can really roll them up and uh, form the uh, bourbon balls. After that, you're going to dust them with some, some confectioner sugar, put them over in your little cookie tin, and just have them waiting for the next big gathering. Super easy to make and really delicious. Check out the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share here on the Morning Jam, brought to you by Evanol Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. We are the Morning Jam. This song creeps me out so bad. <laughs> it just does. I can't help it. I mean, hey. it's not my least favorite Christmas song. I know what your least favorite is, and I have avoided to play it. Well, I hope so. It's so depressing. Why would you play that? Oh, I thought it was um, all I want. That's what I thought. Oh, uh, Mariah Carey? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. No, my least favorite is Christmas Shoes. That is like the worst song yeah. in the history of songs. Yeah. There is no Christmas song, including Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, that is worse that one's than Christmas funny. Shoes. Grandma Got Run Over by a I just can't listen to it for... I mean, I might be able to listen to it one time in a mm-hmm. season. But no more than that. Christmas shoes, I immediately turn off. Yeah, I get that. Just don't manipulate my emotions for money, sir and or madam, whoever's singing it at the time. Hey, let's talk about something happy for Christmas. Insane radio deals. There is a special going on now. You could save big if you go to insaneradiodeals.com. Yes, Uh we are having our end of the year sale, so every item on the shop shop is thirty six and a half percent off. All you gotta do is when you check out, enter promo code three six five. So that's the number three, number six, number five, um, the digits at, at as the promo code on checkout, and every item on the shop is thirty six and a half percent off. So when they go to the site, the picture uh, or the price that's showing. Is the regular price. Is the regular price. You'll get 36.5% off of that. Okay. So tell me what again. Because on the site it doesn't say that you have to do that. So you have this is something you have to know. Yes. So that's got to be listening to the promos and then mm-hmm. here on air and also on the fast lane. So all you got to do is head to the site. When you check out, enter promo code 365. And, 365. And then at checkout and you can... Uh, Great items, you know. If you need some Christmas presents, you have a. Uh, we just added Get Air Lynchburg, See, the trampoline park. This would if be you got great kids, for uh, kids or grandkids, especially like right now, is they're going to be out of school. Mm-hmm. You you need to waste time. Um, do that if you got waste time, <laughs> or you want to get your kids to get some energy out and get some exercise. Too. Two hour passes are just seven seventy seven. They're usually fifteen bucks. Yeah. Plus, you get the the additional off when you put that in there. Uh, you can also get two-hour passes for Monday through Friday, and that's fifteen fifty-five. So is that good as many times yeah, as Club you want to like, work? Club Air is their night. Uh, there's, uh, it's <laughs> Friday or Saturday night, basically, I think. And it's it's for uh, the required height of 46 inches. So I think they do, like, the a special light thing. You know how, like, I think the bowling alley does it a couple times. 
but the regular passes are fifteen fifty five, and then a thirty six and a half percent off. All right. We also have uh, the scuba classes. We have Cross White Athletic Club. Uh, we have Twice and for All. The fifty dollar gift cards to Twice and for All are thirty dollars, and then by the time you put in that promo code three six five, you're going to save a lot. Same thing with Market on Main. Um, we've got Lynchburg Car Wash, Southern Roots Hair Salon, Sequest. Yep. That natural bridge uh, two-night stay for two people. Yep. That's a great deal. So check it out. Go to Insane Radio Deals. You can help out the station, help out these businesses, and help yourself to some fantastic deals uh, just in time for Christmas. Pretty cool. So there's another lawsuit against a food product, TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks. Apparently, the lawsuit against the manufacturer says there's no mozzarella in the mozzarella sticks. This is the first time we've seen lawsuits like this. Uh, We have the the whole tuna salad thing from Subway. That was weird. And then Subway also had the controversy in Ireland where they were like, your bread does not constitute a bread. We will label it as a confection because it has too much sugar in it. This time, a federal judge in Chicago has ruled that a potential nationwide class action lawsuit can proceed against the makers of TGI Friday's mozzarella snack sticks, but not against the restaurant chain that shares the same name. The lawsuit says that TGI Friday's packaged cheese snacks found in the grocery store frozen food section are labeled mozzarella sticks, but they actually only contain cheddar cheese. Ah, The fine print on the back of the package reportedly reveals the truth. The plaintiff, who needs to get a hobby, uh, Amy Joseph, accused both TGI Fridays and the makers of the cheese sticks of misleading customers with the packaging label. She says customers would not pay as much, nor would they buy as much of the product if it was accurately labeled. On Monday... A judge denied a motion from InVenture Foods to dismiss the lawsuit, according to Reuters. And he found the chain's restaurant-only involvement in the mozzarella sticks product to be a licensor. Apparently, if you get cheese sticks at the actual restaurant, they have mozzarella in them. Why would they put cheddar cheese in a mozzarella cheese stick? That is so weird. It just makes you wonder what on earth we're eating, doesn't it? And that's what we were talking about earlier in the week. Just eat less processed foods. Because I think only 350 to 400 calories a day are even supposed are even safe to come from processed foods. So just, just leave it alone. Well, we have uh, Rudolph got into some trouble. Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife said a buck is doing well now after his antler got completely entangled with Christmas lights. They said they got a report on him before Thanksgiving. They uh, finally were able to track him down. He's a beautiful buck, too. They darted him, had him uh, go to sleep, and they removed the lights and placed an ear tag for ID purposes. To all you Clark Griswolds out there, we know you love decorating for Christmas. This is a step too far. This buck got a head start decking the halls. And uh, was the first to be reported. Workers say the buck was not injured and quickly got up and went on its way. Now, obviously, nobody did this to him. You wouldn't be able to get close enough to a buck to do that. But he found some. Uh, 
he found some Christmas lights and got himself all tangled up in them. So there's that. Hey, don't forget, uh, tomorrow's show is Thursday. That means we're going to have some life hacks, as we do on Thursday. Hope you're going to plan on joining us for tomorrow's show. Uh, Do keep our numbers handy and uh, call in and participate. Uh, On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking with uh, some doctors about colon cancer. The whole thing with Christy Alley and losing her this week has a lot of people asking questions about colon cancer. How can you avoid it? Uh, how can you, you know, make sure that it's not hiding within your body and you don't know about it? Evidently, that's kind of what happened with Kirstie Alley. She was recently diagnosed and she didn't live long after the diagnosis. So we're going to talk about that some on tomorrow's show. Hope you're going to join us for that. We'll have some lighthearted things as well as we spend our Thursday with you. Thanks so much for joining us for the Morning Jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.